Hey, hey, this is Tracy Austin with Mental Fitness Matters. This show is designed to provide people with tips, strategies, and solutions to improve your mental fitness. This is Mental Fitness Matters. Hey, hey, happy Thursday, everybody. You are listening to Mental Fitness Matters. I am your host, Tracy Austin, and this is WSIC Radio. Happy Thursday. I hope you guys are having a great week. I know here in uh, North Carolina, we just got extended for a little bit longer for phase two. And if you are a teacher, parent or student out there, you're probably gearing up, getting ready to go back into the schools. Some of you guys might be there already. Um, I know here we're doing 100 percent virtual online and some people are doing class in school and then other portions of that online. So it's going to be a lot going on. I think there's a lot of things still up in the air. Um, everyone is in a place or a space where they're having to make decisions as best as possible with the information that they have uh, for their family. So give yourself some grace and permission to, to be easy with yourself around these decisions that you have to make. And I think it's important that as we begin to prepare ourselves, whether you are preparing to go back to school or preparing to be a parent at home trying to teach a kid at school or preparing to go back into the work environment, whatever the preparation is that you're taking right now, I think it's huge that we begin to add a daily mental health and mental fitness check in to our preparation list. As we are preparing our days and preparing ourselves, we have to make sure that we put ourselves on the calendar. And I'm going to make sure that we talk about ways to do that today to kind of help you guys get set up for a daily basis of mental health check-ins and mental wellness check-ins. It's important. When we think about the levels of stress and the levels of emotions that are soaring right now, it's really important that we double down on our mental health and mental fitness. Um, I was actually watching a show called What Would You Do on Tuesday This Week. If you guys are not familiar with that show, What Would You Do? It's um, John Quiones. He's a, he's the host of the show. Him and a group of actors take hidden cameras into establishments and they go inside of organizations and just film how ordinary people will respond when they're faced with a dilemma or a crisis. So it's called What Would You Do? Would you say something or would you just kind of mind your own business and keep going? Um, this particular show on Tuesday night, uh, the one that really sparked my interest, I'm going to give you guys kind of the cliff note version of this scenario to save time here. But this particular incident was about what would you do if you saw someone crying or becoming emotional in public? What would you do if you saw someone crying or becoming emotional in public? So they set the scene up. The actors came in. The scenario was around. The actor was supposed to go inside of the store purchase a dress for his wife for their anniversary. They were going to pretend like the dress was out of size, out of stock. So he was going to become very emotional because he couldn't get the dress. So cue the music. He starts the starts the scenario. People walk in. He's becoming visibly upset that the dress is not available. A couple people say some things to him. Other people just kind of ignore him and let him do his thing. But this last family that came into the store, it was a, a husband, a wife and a 10 year old son. And the actor starts to just get the guy's attention. He says, I'm so sorry. I don't mean to be crying right now. I'm so emotional. I was supposed to be getting a dress for my wife, but they don't have the size that I need. The guy looks at him and says, no worries, man. I, I completely understand. I'm married myself. It's no big deal. The actor goes a little bit further. He says, I am really, really sorry. I'm super embarrassed right now. I know guys aren't supposed to cry, but I'm having a really hard day and I'm super embarrassed. And the guy looks at him again. He says, it's all good, man. We've all been through that. It's the thought that counts. Don't be so hard on yourself. He looked at him again. He said, I think you need a hug. The actor was kind of shocked. He was like, I would really love that. 
So they get up, they embrace, he hugs them. John Keonis comes out with a camera crew. This guy is mortified. He's like, oh my gosh, are we on TV, national TV? So John Keonis interviews the guy. He said, what made you do that? What made you respond in that way with compassion? You listened to him. You told him it was going to be okay. You embraced him and gave him a hug. He looks at his wife and his 10-year-old son was standing right there. He said, you know what? Ironically, my wife and I just had this conversation a couple nights ago. She said, I don't show emotion. He said, I haven't cried in 15 years. And he said, I'm raising a 10-year-old son. And his wife started crying and she was watching him. She's like, I just am so proud of this moment right now because he just showed my son and set an example for my son that it's okay to cry and it's okay to embrace somebody. When I saw that, I was like, this is just perfect. With all the emotions that are going on right now, with whatever the situations that we're all facing right now, there is probably a lot of emotions in your household. There's a lot of emotions ramping up from your kids about school or not going to school, social isolation. Emotions are all over the place. And in that moment, that 10-year-old boy watched his father embrace another grown man. He was shown it's okay to cry. He was shown it's okay to feel. And he was shown that everything will be okay. He had a chance to identify the emotion. They expressed it. They released it and let it go. Everything's going to be okay. I think this is an important time to talk about emotions right now because now more than ever, emotions are at an all-time high, and we have to begin to understand, number one, what our emotions are, what they tell us, but number two, the positive benefits of expressing emotions. And so I want to get into this conversation by first starting off by talking about emotions are just a healthy and natural part of being human. It's just part of who we are. We were born to feel a spectrum of emotions, whether that's anger, sadness, happiness, joy, disgust, excitement. We were born to feel that. But unfortunately, over the years, depending on your own life experiences, your upbringing, how you were raised, how you were modeled emotions for yourself, emotions have gotten a bad rap. It's really not okay to be emotional. It's not okay to talk about how you feel. Some people believe that speaking about emotions makes you weak. They need to be pushed down. Uh, We label people emotional or sensitive. And so there's a negative connotation that's going along with the word emotion where we should start to begin to embrace that, that people can feel and connect, but we're doing the opposite. So whatever the things that you've been told or modeled about emotions growing up, could be having a huge impact on how you are handling your emotions right now or how you're not handling your emotions right now. Think about that. Think about your own history, your own upbringing, your own experiences with dealing with emotions. Whatever that learning or that teaching has been, that may be having an impact on how you're handling things right now or how you're not handling things right now. If emotions are a natural part and a normal part of who we are, And for whatever reason, over time, we've been trained or taught or we've been given the message that it's not okay to cry or that we shouldn't talk about our feelings or that you're too sensitive or that when you get angry, you cry or when you get angry, you fight. And when you're supposed to be seen and not heard, whatever the message is over time, if we're shutting down a normal and natural response, that's going to create an imbalance. That's going to cause some confusion within our natural body's ability to process and regulate emotions. It's going to cause the fight or flight state to go off in our brain. When that fight or flight state happens, this physical reaction to stress sets off a chain of events. Your heart rate goes up, your digestive functioning decreases, and you may begin to feel anxious and depressed. 
So if you're starting to shut off this natural ability for yourself to feel emotions over time, there are some negative impacts, negative uh, consequences that happen here. So we want to talk about the natural piece of that, just like we're naturally breathing. Imagine that if we're the natural responses for us to breathe. If you hold your breath, you're going to die. Right. If you're not getting that oxygen, you're going to you're going to die. A natural response is for us to feel emotion. If we're not allowing ourselves to feel these emotions or we're stuffing these emotions down or numbing these emotions out, that's going to create feelings of unhappiness, stress and life threatening illnesses or diseases. Think about that, guys. When you're shutting yourself off from feeling or connecting, you are literally killing yourself. You're causing other diseases and disease and illnesses to pop up because you're not allowing your body and your brain to do what it naturally wants to do. Your brain is responsible for that process. And if it's not able to do that, other things happen. So I was looking at some of the research talking about suppressing our emotions. And the studies were showing that when you suppress emotions, when you hold or stuff things in, some of the unhealthy things that it can cause are irritability and agitation, aggression. It can lead to substance abuse or you can turn to food for comfort. It can manifest in a physical illness. So heart disease, lower immunity, inflammatory diseases, or it may trigger mental illnesses such as anxiety, depression, sleep disorders. So think about that. Emotions are normal and necessary. That's a normal and necessary component ingredient for us to be the best versions of ourselves. And we're walking around a lot of times not expressing, not showing, not feeling. We're ignoring. We're ignoring how we're feeling. We're pushing that to the side. Okay, so we've got to talk about for today's topic. We're going to talk about the benefits of expressing our emotions and how you and your family can begin to kind of cope with some of the normal emotions that you're feeling right now during some of these abnormal times. Because, guys, this really isn't just about the pandemic. Emotion topics are not just about the pandemic. This is about learning how to deal and handle ourselves emotionally. That's a critical skill. That is a necessary skill. We need to be emotionally fit. So this is not just a pandemic topic. This is something you're going to be able to use every single day of your lives. And if you have kids or you're teaching kids, we need to start teaching this from the ground up that it's okay to talk about this stuff. So the very first thing we're going to do, tip number one. We're going to talk about normalization, how I just said emotions are normal. So the very first thing that we have to do in order to understand our emotions is normalize it. we got to normalize it. We all have them. We all feel them and they are necessary. You get it? Remember, I said it's a natural process. We all have them. We all feel it and they, they're necessary. OK, if our brain is responsible for processing emotions and we're not allowing our brain to do that, then we have to be able to allow it to feel, to understand it, to process and express it. A lot of times what we do is one or two things. We skip over this process. We focus on the reason that we have the emotion. So we might say, I'm angry because I didn't get this job or I'm frustrated because so-and-so didn't respond back to my text. Or we may respond by talking ourselves out of it and stuffing it. We're going to say, I'm not going to think about this. I'm not going to worry about it. I'm going to just let it go. Or like the guy on What Would You Do show, he said, I'm, I know I'm not supposed to be crying about this. So he was very quick to shut that emotion off. Those two ideas are not the healthy and most proactive way to handle our emotions. We got to be more productive when we, we need to be allowed to feel what we feel. We need to allow to express it. Then we can move forward. A lot of times we shut down the process. 
we become embarrassed. We become, we say, I'm so sorry, I shouldn't be doing this. So whatever that is, that's probably from a teaching or something that you've been modeled along the way. We shut off the natural process that we need to go through to get this stuff out. Because remember, when it sits, it becomes and turns into something else. Right. So that anger, that frustration, that sadness, if it sits and doesn't have a release, it turns into disease and illness. It turns into explosive anger. It turns into other things, irritable bowel syndrome. It turns into something else. Okay. So this is a process that we first have to start with being able to identify which emotions that we're feeling. This is a big one. That's going to take some education and observation from yourself. This is where the self care comes in because if you are someone who hasn't felt emotions in a long time. Remember that guy said, I haven't cried in 15 years. So listen to this. If you're someone who hasn't felt emotions in a long time or you're overwhelmed by feeling them or you don't even understand what your own emotions feel like, you need to know that you're not alone in that. You know, so this is the very first important step is being able to identify what it is that you're feeling. You can't skip this step. Because if you don't even know what it is that you're feeling, you haven't felt something in a long time, where do you start? So the first place you have to start is identify your emotion. So what I want to give you guys for this first tip on to helping you identify what it is that you're feeling is I want to help you create and incorporate a daily mental health check-in for yourself and your family members, okay? You're going to be able to go to TracyAustin.com, go to the article section. I've already created this outline worksheet for you, so it's already done. You just go there, download this worksheet. It's a daily mental health check-in that I want you to start using. This is super important. we got to start checking in with ourselves. You guys check your social media. You check your Facebook. You check in at restaurants. You check the latest scores on the games. You check in your DMs. You're checking on your family members and friends. you got to start checking in on yourself. When's the last time you checked in with yourself? These other boxes are checked, but you're leaving yourself off the list and then everybody else is dealing with that. Right. So you got to put yourself on this list. So this mental health check in this daily checklist is going to help you get on on track. And the very first part of this is just taking a pause. The very first thing I'm asking you to do is just pause for a moment and ask yourself this question. How am I feeling both physically and mentally? And you might be like, Tracy, what do you mean? How am I feeling both physically? and what are you, How are you feeling physically? Meaning, are you holding any tension in your body? So just scan right now as you're sitting where you're sitting, as you're listening to me talk, wherever you are right now, scan yourself right now. Do you notice any tension in your body? For myself, I generally hold tension in my trap muscles, the upper part of my body here. Just identify and do a self-observation. Where are you holding tension? In your jawline, in your muscle area? Just pay attention. Then if you are, Where? Write that down. Identify where that is. What thoughts are you having right now that may be racing through your head? Are you still ruminating over something that hadn't gotten done? Identify what those thoughts are that are going off in your head right now. Do a pause, a break, a self check in. How am I feeling physically? How am I feeling mentally? And then we're going to get to the emotions. Okay, we're going to take a quick break and I'm going to get you guys to this emotion part right here. Um, You know what? We're not going to take a break. Let's keep this rolling. We got about five minutes left. Let's keep this going. Ask yourself, which emotion do you feel? Okay. so after you do that mental check in physical, mental, ask yourself, which emotion do I feel most often? All right. So as you're thinking about that, you're like, what emotion do I feel most often? So remember, if you're somebody who hasn't felt emotions in a long time, everybody's going to be on a different place here. 
If you're somebody who hasn't checked in with yourself or felt emotions in a long time, you may be having a hard time identifying which emotion you feel. It's like, I don't really know. Guess what? You can go to Google. You can download emotion charts, feeling charts. They're powerful. They have these little visual explanations of different types of emotion. You identify which one it is that you feel most often. After you've identified which emotion you felt most often, I want to know which emotion do you want to feel more of? So not what do you just feel most often, but what do you want to feel more of? So let's say, for example, I normally feel pretty stressed or tired, but I want to be more relaxed and silly and fun. That's great. So after you've identified where you want to be, after you know where you are most often, then you go to that next step of what are some things that I do right now that help me feel more relaxed, silly and fun? What are some things that you can do to make you feel that emotion that you want to feel most of right now? Okay, identify some of those healthy habits that you probably already have in place that help you feel that emotion. You want to be able to pull those things up when you need them. You want to be able to tap into that energy and that emotion more often. So if you know you want to feel more silly, relaxed and calm, what are the things that you do to do that? If it means listening to music, if it's hanging out with, you know, somebody online or if you go fishing, you dance, whatever it is that makes you feel the emotion that you want to feel. You need to put that on your positive aspects list, the positive, healthy habits that I have that helps me get to that emotion. You want to write that down. You want to create a toolbox that helps you access the emotion that you want to feel more often. You can probably list 10 reasons why you're stressed. Right. But you also need to be able to list 10 reasons. How do you get unstressed? The things that make you feel not as stressed. we got to have that at our disposal. So I want you to create a list of positive and healthy habits with you and your family. If you're not sure exactly what that is, that's OK. Spend some time here identifying for yourself what types of things help you feel the best. And you can even use your family with this. If you guys want to sit down and do this as an activity and say, you know what, I'm going to write down things that work for me, but I'm going to also ask you, what do you need? If you're in a household with people and people are saying they're stressed out, they're not happy, they're, they're angry, they're frustrated, ask people, what do you need from me? How can I support you in that? And if I know that the 10 things that work for Johnny to help Johnny feel better, one of those things is running and listening to music. If I see Johnny's being a little upset right now, I can say, hey, you want to? go for a run? Should we turn some music on? Be a support system for one another right now. But you can't support yourself if you're not even sure what it is that you're feeling. So the very first thing we have to do, guys, is identify our emotions. Like I said, you can download that worksheet. I've already got it filled out for you. That It's going to take you through the steps of how to do this. Print this out. Go over that with your family. Um, expression doesn't have to happen in a situation where we're talking all the time, but it's helpful. And depending on where you are in the journey of this, if you're somebody who's already really in tune with yourself and you kind of know where you are from an emotional standpoint, you might not have to do this step over and over again. But it's important for you to go back and revisit this and do this and make this a daily practice for the next 30 days. I want you to take this sheet out and make sure you and your family or you by yourself are going through a daily practice of a mental fitness check in. Check in on your mental health and mental fitness. This is necessary. Um, if you're saying you got teenagers in the home, so you're like, I don't know, Trace, they got teens. They're not really interested in talking about their emotions and feelings, and they just want to kind of go out and do their own thing. I get it, but it's necessary. If you're paying their phone bill and paying this, that, and the third, <laughs> you still have some say-so on some of the things that go on in that household, and you need to really encourage them to take a look at their emotions. Because if you're seeing Johnny out there in the football field, and when they lose a game and he's throwing stuff around, kicking chairs, that means he has some emotions that haven't really been managed because it's coming out in explosive forms. So you want to be able to sit down 
down with him about that and say, you know what? Let's talk about what it is that you're feeling. If he can verbalize, I'm angry, I'm sad, I'm frustrated. Great. Let him verbalize it. Let him express that. So identify it. Call it out. I'm angry. I'm hurt. I'm sad. Express it. Okay, let's talk about it. How can we get those things out? How can we release it? What is your list of positive things that you're going to do to release this emotion and feeling and then allow him the opportunity to release that? Okay, identify, express, release just by doing that, just by doing that. That's going to loosen that grip that that emotion has over your well-being. A lot of times we're sitting in this stuff. Remember that we're holding this stuff. So that creates power over you. You don't want to look at hurt. You don't want to look at anger. You don't want to look at letdown because it hurts to go there. But the more that you can identify it, you can look at it, you can connect with it, you can be okay with it. That takes the power out of it and allows you to move forward through the natural process that your brain and body has to go through. I hope that's making sense for you guys. So you got to be able to identify what it is, call it what it is. And if you have people around you, you don't have anybody to talk to about how you feel. This is a serious subject here. So if you're already prone um, to mental health or mental illness, recognizing that if it's been 15 years and it could be a scary thought to have to go into some of this stuff, right? It could be scary to have to start to try to face some of these emotions and decisions and things that you've kind of buried along the way. Know that you're not alone in this. This is a great place to intervene and get some additional professional supports on board, right? So some of those things may be scary to look at. But you don't have to be afraid to do so. There's professionals out there that are ready to support you and help you through the process. Okay, so depending on where you are doing this one on one may be an option. If you have some stuff that you haven't touched in a while and you're kind of like, I don't know if I really want to touch that on my own right now. Professional supports are there to help. So seek a mental health professional to add this tool to your toolbox along with mental health counseling. We all need certain things in our lives to help us be the best versions of ourselves. And that's okay. Okay. So you're going to fill out this checklist. And the last thing that I want you to do in this is practice self-love and compassion. Remind yourself that you're human. This is a natural part of who we are. We're born to feel. We're born to connect. We've shut ourselves off from that. If you're feeling ashamed or uncomfortable about experiencing these types of things, this could be attached to a belief or a story that you were told about that emotion. Okay, recognize that this could just be because of a belief or or some type of story that you were told about feeling that emotion. Right. So expressing yourself expression is what we are here to do. Some people express themselves by going and closing the door, punching the pillow. Some people express themselves by writing. Some people express themselves by singing. Whatever that expression is, you have to identify what works for you, but you have to be able to be compassionate with yourself and allow yourself to do it. Okay? Remove that judgment. Like that guy told him, he said, don't be so hard on yourself. We're so critical. We're so critical. So practicing self-love and compassion as you're going through feeling and connecting with these emotions is going to be a big part of this process. I want to help you identify what it is that you're feeling, give you a place to express it and know that that's okay, and then release it and let it go. That's going to be the natural process. If you've ever been in a situation where you've you've had a conversation with somebody and something just didn't feel right and, and you wanted to say something, but it's like, ah, you feel like you missed that opportunity, then you're kind of holding and thinking about that all day. But then when you finally get a chance to say something to that person, don't you feel so much better? It's off your chest. You've released it. It's out. 
they may not receive, not up to you on how they receive it. You have to do your job of, of the emotional work that you need to do and release it. You know, put the things where they need to be. Give yourself permission to heal. We got to heal our communities, guys. We got to heal our communities. So many people are walking around with pain, guilt, shame, trauma, anger. These emotions that are natural for us because they haven't been allowed to express them and feel them in an appropriate and safe way. So the benefits of doing this type of work, it's going to help you see problems in a new perspective. It's going to help make your decision making and problem solving easier. It's going to get rid of the power that that feeling has over you. It's going to reduce anxiety, stress, and it's going to ease depression. It's going to help you feel better. And that's what we're about here. This Mental Fitness Matters community is about feeling better, putting people out, being mentally fit. Okay, mental wellness is huge. I hope this was helpful for you guys. This is about understanding emotions and the positive benefits of expressing your emotions. First step, identify. Second step, express it. Next step, release it. I want my Mental Fitness Matters community to go out and shine bright like the stars that you are. I can't wait to see you guys next week. Shine bright. Thank you for joining us today on Mental Fitness Matters. Tune in every Thursday at 8.30 a.m. to 9 a.m. for more tips, tools, strategies, and solutions that will help you reach your peak mental fitness. My name is Tracy Austin, and you've been listening to Mental Fitness Matters.